welcome to episode 10 of Amplified Marriage. Today, we are chatting about dealing with disappointment. Welcome to episode 10 of Amplified Marriage. Today, we are chatting about dealing with disappointment. Coffee or Red Bull if you need to stay awake. Uh, Today, we're actually going to be chatting about dealing with disappointment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a pastor and we both work in ministry. In the last few months, uh, something that we've noticed on a bit of a trend is that there's been a lot of disappointment. Uh, and there's something that I read uh, when I was just preparing for this. And it says, don't let today's disappointments cast a shadow on tomorrow's dreams. That's uh, good. The author is unknown on that. But, you know, disappointment can come in many different forms. It comes with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, your job, marriage, miscarriages, finances, dreams, things children, that, children things that got put on hold. Uh, we will be disappointed. And I think... Um, my pastor actually said something to me uh, just a, a couple months ago, and he said, people are dealing with disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, as we were thinking about this, we actually were supposed to be in Calgary uh, in June for my oldest son's birthday. We had a whole week planned. We supposed to go to the zoo, and we are going to do, he wanted to go to Boston Pizza for his dinner, and we are going to do the Lethbridge Dinosaur Museum. Oh, Drumheller. Drumheller. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Drumheller. Dinosaur Museum, and we're going to stay in Airdrie. And we just had this whole really great week planned with some hiking. Uh, and COVID happened. And mm-hmm. we were really pumped for that. We were really excited to be able to go and do that. Uh, and when that week came, uh, I was okay um, with it, but I'm not sure. I think Natalie was handling it. I the was dis- mad. She was mad. Just mad. Because my plans were ruined. <laughs> yeah, and if you, you'll get to know my wife, but she is a planner, and I am, I plan with her because it makes her happy, uh, and we plan things together. Yeah, but you're definitely more spontaneous. I'm more spontaneous, but uh, we had a week planned of just good times with our family and memories to be made, and we never got to do it, and it was disappointing. Yeah. And we're just thinking back about the memories that we missed, and so we found another way to create some memories, and yeah. we had a great time. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that in all of this. Who I don't know what your disappointment is. And if you're listening to this, you know what your disappointment is. Uh, and any times that, that we have goals or dreams or things that we want to do and they are not met, we get disappointed. Yep. Someone lets you down. We get disappointed. Yep, exactly. Um, what can happen when we don't deal with that kind of disappointment? And I think that we've all experienced the the emotions and the effects of said disappointment yeah Yeah. and so what are some of those effects i think well in the 19 years that we've been married we have walked through a lot of disappointment which we're gonna we're gonna share a little bit tonight but one of the i said i was angry about my plans being altered right um and so anger is a normal emotion i mean god gave us all of our of our emotions um but what you do with that anger is up to you. That's right. Right? So Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And so, yeah, I mean, it's scriptural. We're going to be angry. Yeah. But it's crucial uh, what you choose to do with that anger. Because you're responsible. You are responsible and and processing that emotion. And it's okay. Like, be honest about where you're at there, but don't sin while you're angry. Some things that go along. Um, with that is that sometimes when you're in the middle of your disappointment, you're dealing with it, uh, you have questions. You question God. You question yourself. Did you do something wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, did what you did caused the cause the disappointment because of your failure? Yeah. Uh, and that's a real, real possibility. Sometimes disappointment is brought on by situations you cannot control. Someone right. else um, created the situation in which you were let down. Yep. And so you get disappointed. And so with that, maybe there's depression. Uh, maybe there's sadness. Like you feel like in that moment you were so geared up and you were ready to move forward. You had this plan and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel like you lost something. Right. Maybe, maybe you're lost now. Maybe you're feeling like right now after all that's gone on with COVID, all that's been happening in the last few months in your life, or maybe this is just a place that you're in right now. That's right. Maybe this is a regular part of who you are. Like and you're, this is a lot. And this is a lot. It's, and COVID is just being dumped yeah. on top of it. And so maybe that's just, cope. you can't cope with it and you just think you're a failure. And so we even said that the first thing is that you can't let the anger control you. Right? No, but, and, but be present in the emotion. So whatever the emotion is, be present in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Acknowledge. Absolutely. Don't just slough it under the rug and just be like, well, I have to, I have to be happy about every situation. Well, that's just not reality Yeah, to be happy in every situation. I mean, can we find joy in the midst of a circumstance? Yes. Mm-hmm. But be real about the emotion that you're feeling. Yeah. So, um, something that I think there's a fear too, of trying again, again. Yeah. Like what was this thing that I was geared up towards and I failed it? How did I fail it? Why did I fail it? And then do I have to get up and uh, do I want to try it again? Or do I want to be vulnerable and put myself out there again? And in the context of marriage, I think sometimes we get, um, so used to maybe disappointing our spouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe you're listening to this and you, you and your spouse, are in a place where it's this constant fighting or it's constant disappointment or you're not able to, to communicate your way through these things and you, you want something to change. Yeah. And so today I, I think as you're listening to this, that if, if when we walk through this, let us know if we can help you send us an email. We'd love to pray for you. Yeah. Um, but if you're listening to this and you feel like that's you and your partner, um, we just want to walk you through steps. And so I just want to start with one of the biggest things that uh, I really wanted to do. I was about 20, how old was I? 25, 26? Mm, we had two kids, I think, at that time. When I was, and so two kids, I was trying to go for the RCMP, uh, Calgary Police, actually. And I took the obstacle courses. We did multiple. I took it multiple times, not because I failed, but because it took so long to even get to the interview after I passed the tests, Mm -hmm. um, did the eye test, the physical, the hearing, did everything they asked me to do. Um, And I took the written test the first time and 60 or 70% of people fail unless you're already an, uh, an officer from another country or you're moving from the RCMP to the Calgary police. Uh, but so I failed the test the second time I passed one part portion of the test with flying colors and the other one I was like one or two points yeah. off 
and again, it was just disappointment after disappointment. I went in expecting that I'd I'd do amazing and I'd yeah. you know, pass everything with my whole 27 years of experience. Um, and then we got to the final time uh, where you, if you don't pass this time, you're out. Yeah. And I passed. And uh, so then after that, you have to wait for the Calgary police to call you. And then you have to go into an interview process. So I get to sit in an office with three people. And all these steps, I don't know what it is for the RCMP, but for the Calgary police, cost money. Yeah. Like you have to pay for the physical tests and all of these the obstacle forms courses. and blah, blah, blah. Like we didn't have, we did not have the money for it, but we. This is something that we were pursuing. We yeah. decided that this is what, and I really wanted to do. And so we get to the place, I get to the tests and it was um, 60% of people failed the interview process. Yeah. And I got to the interview process and I was, you know, pumped and I had prepped for it and, yeah. and was trying to be prepared for everything. And then hotels, uh, ho- yeah, hotel like, for the night. It was a financial, it, it was a big, big thing. And so I get to the, the interview and I think I did. Okay. It's hard to <laughs> sit in it. Like my, uh, my officer that was in charge of my case was a seven foot tall Amazonian woman nicest lady ever but she was intimidating yeah. and then the other cops one looked like he was undercover and one one, one looked like he was from the the marines or something like that yeah and they well, asked not me, a beauty pageant no and they <laughs> they sat with me for i think an hour and a half i thought i answered honestly and truthfully mm-hmm. well you did right uh, not i thought i did you did answer honestly I, and truthfully yeah and so then afterwards i about two or three weeks later we get um a letter saying that you do not exude the qualities needed to be a Calgary police officer. And they listed off a few things that they thought I was missing. Like integrity. Shall we list those? <laughs> honesty. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are the two that really stick out in my mind. Absolutely. And I was like, I have been attempting my whole like, life to live by that honest and be a man of integrity. And they yeah. told me I do not have any of those qualities. You don't possess those qualities. And there was like seven different things. Attributes. I'm almost positive that... Um, there, yeah, there was more of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> but those are the two that stuck out. And yeah. I, w- we were, I was crushed, and yeah. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was hurt because it was a dream of yours. And I've always wanted to be. I always wanted to be, and not anymore. But I wanted to be a Cal- our Calgary police or a CMP officer. And so we spent all that time and money for like two years. Yeah. That, that was the process just to get told that I don't have enough integrity or honesty to be a it's Calgary crushing. police officer. It was crushing. And so we had to we had to recover from that, and it took me a few weeks to kind of get out of a funk and realize that, you know, like there's obviously there's another plan for my life, and God's moving me in a different direction. Right. And so we went from there. We moved to Prince George, and then I had a, a series of bad jobs, bad bosses, um, and failed, and businesses. two failed businesses, yeah. all within the space of about six years. Right. Um, I have learned from all of my state mistakes and all of the things about being. Uh, a business owner and one of them is I never want to own a business right and then you were laid off two years in a row and so it was just like I think <laughs> when I think of like this is really depressing because it it really was seemingly one disappointment after absolutely. another uh, and you know you may be thinking well those aren't aren't really that big deals compared to yours and and maybe and they maybe are they aren't and maybe they are yeah but um those are the disappointments that that's the some of the things that we had to deal right. with and then in all of that there was a miscarriage uh, yeah well there was a miscarriage before all of that actually that's right um i just wanted to say disappointment can loom over all the things that we do and then that becomes the way we view all of our situations absolutely it it can affect our decision making how I choose to treat my spouse, 
and how I relate to my kids. That's right. So, or your yes. friends or your job. It yeah. can eat away at the thing. The disappointment in your life can eat away at these things. And That's right. So in that, we had a miscarriage. Yep. We had a miscarriage four years into being married. And um, I was 11 weeks. And when you go into it, like my brother and his wife were expecting, like we were, our babies were due two weeks apart. And I remember having a, having had a dream that my sister-in-law lost to their baby mm. and it was really like disheartening probably about a week or so before we actually started losing ours and i phoned them going like is everything okay with the baby and the pregnancy and they were yeah. like yep 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 and i was like oh okay well i prayed for you and maybe that's all it it was um but no it was you know i believe now the lord sort of prepping what was to come yeah and it was a week-long process. And let me tell you, all the emotions came flooding back. And I remember being so angry at everyone else who I felt didn't deserve That's to right. be pregnant. I mean, I'm being honest. Well, there's there was people around us that were... like actively drinking and doing drugs and so yeah just the raw our raw thoughts to that was like how how dare they have a baby when we lost ours that's right and um in that process kind of being angry with god that here i am like i love you lord um you know we worked through some of the difficult parts of the beginning of our marriage um, and this happens. And then the mind takes over and starts to sort of like the thoughts come in about like I had done something wrong. And I was yeah. eating peanut butter, I remember. And I was so terrified that because I was eating peanut butter, that was what caused the miscarriage. miscarriage yeah. And so your mind just goes all over the place. And will I be able to even carry babies? Will I be like, you know, we had talked about all of these things when we were dating, but then faced with the reality of it. Um, it, I didn't know, like, is this going to be a recurring thing? Yeah. Am I going to every other baby? Right. You're going to struggle. I, exactly. I mean, we did struggle with each of our pregnancies. Uh, but at that moment of, you know, and the, and all the news from people that had gone through, it was nothing encouraging and nothing hopeful. And I'm like, listen, if this ends the way that it's going to end, meaning we lose the baby, then I will have positioned myself to stand on hope upon hope upon hope because God has the final say. And if he could raise Jesus from the dead three days later and he could raise Lazarus from the dead, this was not above anything that he could do. And so I stood on that, even though deep in my heart, I knew this was going to end poorly. And how the Lord had met me in In that that place of brokenness. I was not. He comforted and the scriptures that just came flooding back and... Uh, the songs that, I mean, it was incredible. The experience of tragedy, yeah. but in the midst, positioning myself um, to just be present in that. I felt all the emotions. I kind of ran with all the emotions and yeah. I let myself just be because I had to grieve. Yeah. And, you know, there's no remedy for, or there's no formula for grieving. I mean, I'm thankful now being, you know, we have our other children or whatever. I'm thankful that for my situation, it wasn't 
any later than that. I think yeah. it would have been worse if we were farther yeah. along in our pregnancy than the 11 week mark, but still none. I mean, it was still devastating. And go, even after we had the other kids, um, when we finally were able to have like a live baby, they marked on the information thing of the hospital when yeah, they I register, remember. they marked that I had an abortion. And ooh, I you was rose so up ticked in the off, hospital, and ooh. it bugged me. And I waited till I was done, and I'm like, I beg your pardon, but I did not have an abortion, and it kind of like flooded back all of those feelings That's of right. like don't don't make it less than it was, yeah, right. And so I had to like process all of that, and that to say that whatever you're going through, and I'm like really shortening that whole experience yeah. because that could be a whole podcast. Just of itself, dealing. just dealing with uh, losing a child. Um, I, with all my other pregnancies, uh, the first three months were absolutely critical. Were sketchy. Yeah. Where we just about lost all three of them, and then our son, our oldest, uh, we just about so we almost lost him several times in the first trimester, and then we almost lost him at delivery. So but we lost um, his heartbeat for. Yeah, however long that was. That and was, it was terrifying. The, it was Absolutely just scary. Terrifying. So again, like processing disappointment. And then um, after going through everything that we had done, and I'm like, I'm going to have the perfect baby. And then he was colicky. And then I was like, what in the world kind of a gift is this? Right? And <laughs> yeah. you go through that because you don't ever think, hey, like there might be a situation that where he's needing extra care or whatever. Yeah. And it just, it didn't seem to end. Yeah. The, my own expectations that I had placed in my mind about like how this was going to go, how I thought it was going to go. It was nothing at all like so, I had planned. So in all of that, were you dealing with a disappointment or just compounding on top of it? I think a good portion was compounding. And I think that like from the day that we lost, the actual day, July 20th, um, I was pregnant six weeks later. So yeah. that's not a lot of time to grieve no, what and was and what could have been and all of those thoughts that you think to now focusing on this new life. So then after the we lost the baby and we got pregnant six weeks later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which isn't much time. That's not a lot of time. Like in no. hindsight, I'm. No, we get pregnant really fast. Um, but so we then have a hard time keeping them. We have, Yeah, we had a really tough time keeping them. And so from that time, when was the. Like in months, years, days, hours, was it that after we lost the baby, you got pregnant again? How many, how long after that did you finally feel closure? Feel, well, closure or, because I remember we talked about this a lot and you're always like, Lord, I want to know why. And then you, it came to, he's like, what happens even if you did know the why? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I was stuck on absolutely knowing. And then, oh, it was probably, I don't know, a month after mm-hmm. that, that he kind of impressed upon my heart that even if you did know what the why behind why that happened, would it hurt any less? And I was thinking to myself, mm, probably not. I was not going to bring right. the baby back. So, But then from that point... And then, well, and then, so there's like that whole disappointment. And then... um 
you carry the baby and then, you know, all the birth plan, that ridiculous birth plan. And then I ended up with emergency C-sections. And so then you're grieving that whole, I felt like I was robbed of of a delivery. I felt like I lost something. And it was just that whole child bearing experience with all three of our babies was just not at all what I expected. And that took years to To kind of, to. to, to come to terms with, yeah, and so how, how, like, and this isn't like it's a hard, fast rule for everyone that's no, ever this, gonna... No, this is our journey. Yeah, and, and so it took us a long time that even though she, I remember saying, I understand that even if I did know why we lost and our son. Yeah. Um, I, even though I did know, it didn't make it any better, but it was like four or five years later that it finally, you had this moment, you're listening to music, um, I don't know what it was. It was an yeah. old hymn or something like that. And it finally, you just felt like the door just closed. It was closed. a Mercy Me That's song. That's right. I think it was Home Sick. I think that was yeah, the name Homesick. of the song from Mercy Me. The Undone me. album. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the whole Mercy Me Undone album like could not listen to any of the songs without just, just weeping, weeping yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it, we and that one took a long time. And the, the truth it is, is that... Time. Men and women grieve that a lot differently. I don't have That's the right. same connection to the baby because it's not growing inside of me. I just have the knowledge yeah. and that that's my child, that yeah. she was pregnant because of me and that's what was growing in there. And then yeah. when you lose it, it's just not the same. And so I kind of purposed in my heart in that yeah. time during that tragedy just to support her, yeah. love on her, be around there, even if I didn't understand, try and make her laugh. Yeah. Well, in all those emotions that we talked about at the beginning, the anger, oh, I was angry. Yeah. I questioned God. I questioned myself. That's right. Did I do something wrong? I was depressed. I absolutely was sad. I felt like I lost something. Mm-hmm. I was lost. I felt lost. Um, is this my lot in life? Yeah. Right. Is this now going to be what my journey looks like where it's just my failure as a mom, my failure as, as a woman to be able to carry a baby? Yeah. Like, am I failing my husband because I know how much he wants kids? I guess I can't do better than, than that. Right. Like all of these thoughts, fear of trying again. That's right. I was terrified to try again because I was so scared that the same things would happen. I was scared of being hurt. Hmm. Fear of the unknown. Having another one, losing another one. And not being in control. That's right. Right? And so, like, I felt it was a, a whole myriad of emotions. I felt it all. I was present in it. Some of it, I just kind of swept under the rug, thinking that I had, obviously, you yeah. know, I dealt with it until later on. And I think I really fully didn't come to closure with the whole entire situation. Until, and like, yes, I had come to terms with losing the baby, but it's like the disappointment of C-sections and this and yeah, that yeah. and the other. It wasn't until I was able to witness the birth of my nephew. Um, and at that moment and that, I mean, he's eight and my son's 15. Mm-hmm. So that's a long, time, a long time. It took for me to finally come to a place where I could close that chapter yeah. and be content with how my children came to the world. I just felt ripped off. Yeah. And even as, as we've talked about that, and that's a pretty hefty thing and people have dealt with death, death and miscarriages and disappointment and um, frustration and anger and sadness, all the things that we're talking about. And it seems almost trite at the end to offer some kind of, um, here's three steps on to dealing with disappointment. There's just a few things that we learned on it is how, where is your heart positioned? Oh, yeah. um, is there a heart position to learn 
and even from a miscarriage, there's nothing really, we were healthy, we were whole. Um, it just, it was one of those things that happens in life. But where's your heart position? Yeah. Is your heart position to take on the weight of the disappointment, to actually let that rent space in your head and be the thing that occupies all of your thoughts, all of your time, all of your energy, yeah. all of your relationships, all of your future? Yeah. Is that what, or are you positioning? Is it, I'm just going to, you honestly need to take a minute. You need to go take a minute. You need to deal with it. You need to deal with the emotion. However, you're processing that. Processing that. That is important. That's that right. you deal with it. Don't shove it down. Don't no. eat it. Don't do the normal guy thing. If you're a guy listening to this, um, don't just stuff it all the way down. Yeah. Deal with it. But you have well, to position your heart in a way to say, "Okay, God, I want to to be able to handle this. Help me walk through this." That's right. And what could possibly pull you apart? Yeah. Um, in our situation, we chose to press in and draw closer to each other and closer to God because in our own strength, like there's no way that, that we could have walked through. And those are just like a few examples of the disappointments that we've walked through in our life. But I was just going to say in regards to your failed businesses and stuff like that, um, it was embarrassing. I remember you feeling like such you were so low and you felt like such a failure as a man to be able to provide for your family and how, you know, you had had a dream about owning your own business. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the the uh, dream of being a, a police officer. Yeah. And it, I remember it was just, it oh. was so but difficult to come underneath that. And all of those I, I things taught us how to position ourselves correctly because when we lost the baby in particular... Um, that drew us closer to each other. So our hearts were positioned to, to help each other and to grow closer right. to God. Losing the businesses and having such, uh, um, one was a really rough partner to work with. The other one was my brother and we did fine. I just, we wanted to pre- preserve our relationship yeah. over owning a business together. That's right. Um, uh, and I actually really enjoyed working with him. He's a great plumber, but it was one of those things you learn from your mistakes and you move on. All of those things prepped me for the next thing that God had prepared for me in my life. Absolutely. And one thing that we learned that was not just uh, how is my heart positioned, but also am I actually sitting in the negative thoughts, the things that are around me? And we heard this from, or we read this from Dr. Monte Drenner. He says, like any other emotion, disappointment has a spectrum. Sometimes the secret to dealing with disappointment is not to let it grow into stronger emotions like mm-hmm. discouragement or depression. He says, the longer I stew in disappointment, the more likely I will allow myself to become discouraged, which is even more difficult to get through. The longer I'm discouraged, the greater the chances of getting depressed. Um, negativity just breeds more negativity, and then you end up surrounding yourself with people that are negative. That's right. And so... And you have the option to, like, shut down. Yeah. Um Absolutely. Right? Like, I remember shutting down and I'm like, I have to talk about this because I can't go on. And, and it was like that with all the disappointments that we had mentioned in ten, in today's podcast. But um, we chose to talk it through. Absolutely. And communicate our way through it. And then and just learn to, to lean on each other. And that's why I and said... And God. And God. And that's why I said at the beginning, if you're feeling like you and your spouse or you and your partner, you and your fiance, boyfriend are struggling to work your way through this, um, mm-hmm. there's a, a way to do that. And that's just to communicate with each other, communicate about where your heart's positioned, communicate with the negativity that you may be feeling. And then the, one of the other things was learn to put things in the right perspective. Yeah. Uh, and you need to take stock of what you did wrong uh, and do like 
yes, that was me or no, that wasn't, this was yeah. outside or this was me that caused this. But you put things into yeah. perspective. And I think the, one of the first things you got to do is I think we've mentioned it over and over is you got to pray. Yeah. Oh and, yes. And pray your way through it and then learn to rely on your spouse to walk through the disappointment. And That's if, right. And well, and I remember too, um, with the failed businesses that we went and sought some counsel from our very dear friends yeah. and sort of heard their perspective. Cause sometimes you can be stuck in, in that state of just disappointment and, um, not necessarily negativity, but just sorrow. And, you know, it's the death of a dream or it's the death of a loved one. And sometimes yeah. you need an outside perspective to kind of help pull you out of that that place yeah. of your own thoughts, I guess. Yeah. And so, you know, here's the, where's kind your heart heavy, positioned? Kind of heavy. It's a bit of a heavy, it's a bit heavy of a heavy, heavy topic, but I think how fitting to be able to, you know what, if you're struggling with feeling disappointed, I mean, you're not alone. Yeah. And find people that can support you. And so the, 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 just a couple of things, how, where's your heart positioned, positioned to grow or to, to suffocate? Yeah. Are you positioned to, to move forward? Uh, don't wallow in the negativity, the negative part of the situation, and just learn to put things in perspective. And number one, out of all those things, pray, rely on God's strength exactly. for you. And I wanted to just say, like, because it's so good, that quote that you had quoted at the beginning, uh, don't let today's disappointments cast a shadow on tomorrow's dreams. I thought that was so good and so fitting. Absolutely. So uh, we realized that today was really quite a heavy topic. Yeah. There's a like, lot there. Seemed like kind of a downer, but hey, that's people's realities. Absolutely. And so if life. you have any questions you want us to pray for you you want us to have a topic please email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com we would love to hear from you questions any feedback you have for us thanks for joining us talk to you soon